Good evening. Uh, my name is Mark, and in just a couple of moments' time, uh, we will witness five of our young people, Eva, Joella, Emma, Ben, and David, go public with their faith in Jesus by being baptized in the tank uh, behind me. And tonight, you're probably in the room uh, or listening online because of one of these five. Uh, whether you're part of our church family in Windsor and are here regularly, or whether you're invited by one or maybe more of these five, you're so welcome. You've heard that already, but I just want to say you're so welcome. And over the next 15 minutes or so, uh, I simply want to answer a question that some of you may be asking. It's a very good question. What is this all about? What is this all about? What is baptism? What is baptism? Because let's be honest, on the surface, it seems a little bit strange. It seems a little bit strange. And so I'm glad to say right up front, uh, before we go any further, that we have not made this up. This is not our invention. And so we actually discover that Jesus, God's very own son, was baptized by none other than his cousin, John the Baptist. Four of Jesus' followers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, record the events for us. And so let me read from Matthew to see what he says. Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan River. He wanted to be baptized by John, but John tried to stop him. So he told Jesus, I need to be baptized by you. So why do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be this way for now. It is right for us to do this. It carries out God's holy plan. Then John agreed, as you would, who argues with Jesus. Matthew continues, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he came up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened. Jesus saw the Spirit of God coming down on him like a dove. A voice from heaven said, this is my son and I love him. I am very pleased with him. Imagine being there in those moments. Imagine this significant moment in the life of Jesus. And so Jesus himself is baptized, both identifying with humanity, but also setting an example for us to follow. That's a good starting point, but what does it mean? What does it mean? I used a phrase at the start, going public with your faith in Jesus. And that's a really helpful snapshot, a really helpful summary of what baptism is all about. And so we're just gonna look at that a little bit further. Going public, going public. I don't know about you, but we live in interesting times. It seems that every other person wants to go public with something. Instagram's a really good example of this. People going public with all sorts of stuff. Uh, a little photo to capture everything from those mundane moments, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, through to the milestone moments of life, births, deaths, and marriages, or maybe more accurately, births, dinners and marriages. Dinners always seem to feature on Instagram. And whether you're on Instagram or not, we all, in some way, in our own little way, like to go public. We like to go public. We like to mark those milestone moments, those moments of significance in our journeys. We don't want to forget them. And so tonight, Joella and Eva, Emma, Ben and David, they are going public with a milestone moment in their journey. A milestone moment, and they didn't want you 
to miss it. And so they've invited you here tonight, so thank you for showing up. This is a milestone moment for these guys. And they're going public with this milestone moment, but it's deeply personal to them. It's a deeply personal moment. It's about, uh, we are about to witness a significant and spiritual moment. And they want us to see with their very own eyes an expression, an outward expression of something that has happened deep inside their hearts. And if you know them, you've maybe seen this already. They live differently, they speak differently, they act differently. There's something different about them. And so baptism is about going public, going public. But what are they going public with? Their faith. These five have decided to put their faith in something, or maybe more accurately, in someone. They have each realized at some point in their lives that faith or trust is a foundation for life. Trust as a foundation for life and for relationship. And if you've ever watched a toddler learning how to walk, you'll know this. At some point in that process of learning how to walk, the toddler has to step away from the sofa and let go and trust. Trust in their little legs to carry them, but also trust in a mum or a dad to be there when they stumble. If you type trust into Google, uh, you'll find a definition. Trust is defined as firm belief in the reliability, the truth, or the ability of someone or something. As we go through life, we sometimes find out the hard way, don't we? Uh, there are some things or some relationships that are not trustworthy. It's a painful experience for us, and we learn over time the things, the who, the, the what that we can put our faith or trust in. It's built up with knowledge and experience. The writer of Hebrews takes this definition a step further, and he says, the writer says, faith is confidence in what we hope for, assurance of what we do not see. Confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. And most of us will put our faith and our trust in something or someone at different points in our lives, a, a, a God of sorts, whether it's money or possessions, academia, success, religion. And we're always faced with that same question. Is this worthy of my trust? Is it worthy of my trust? Can I build my life on this? And so Joella and Eva and Emma and Ben and David, you guys have found someone worthy of your trust. And so you've decided to go public with your faith. And you guys tonight join literally hundreds of thousands of people over the last two millennia who have gone public with their faith in the same someone. In the same someone. And that someone is Jesus. The who makes all the difference. And so baptism, it's about going public with your faith in Jesus. And just a few moments, we'll hear uh, Joella and Eva and Emma and Ben and David tell us their story. Their story via video of how Jesus stepped off the pages of history and became real to them. And just like that toddler learning to walk, each of these guys have responded to the Father's call. They've responded to the Father's call to a new and a better way of living. And so they've turned away from their old ways. 
crawling around in the muck. And they've taken their first shaky yet faith-filled steps in a loving Heavenly Father's direction, who was overjoyed to see them coming his way. And so with childlike trust, they've turned to Jesus to be rescued. They've turned from the darkness of their old ways to cleanse their, their sin, to remove the debt owed, to transform their hearts and their lives as they walk in the light, the light of his love and of his grace. And the best way to get our heads around this, to understand the significance of this, is to kind of step back for a moment and see the big picture, the big picture story of the Bible. And it's a, a story of love and of grace, God's love and grace towards each of us. And here it is in nine words. Nine words. God created it. We broke it. Jesus fixed it. God created it. We broke it. Jesus fixed it. Because Genesis tells us that God created it. It was perfect. It was paradise. Adam and Eve, the first human beings, enjoyed a perfect world. A perfect relationship with God, the creator. With themselves, with each other, with creation around them. Life was good. Life was good. But it didn't stay perfect for long uh, because the story unfolds in Genesis and we discover that Adam and Eve, they turned away, they rebelled. They listened to a different voice. They opted for independence from God. And they thought they knew better than the creator who created them. They broke it. And humankind have been living with the consequences of their rebellion ever since. And we only need to look around us to realize the effect of the brokenness and the sin in the world in which we inhabit. And we live with the, the darkness within and around us. And so a perfect relationship with God, with themselves, with each other, with ourselves, is broken. But God, but God, he didn't leave us. He didn't abandon us. He embraced our brokenness. He walked towards the mess by sending Jesus, his one and only son, the perfect rescuer to fix it. The fix is death on a cross. His death on a cross, the perfect sacrifice to deal with sin once and for all time. Offering mankind, offering you and I a way back into perfect relationship with God, our Creator, back in the perfect relationship with our Creator, with ourselves, with those around us, with all of creation. And so if you know the Easter story, you'll know that Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose to life again because he's all-powerful. He's victorious. He defeated sin and death. He once described himself as the way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life. And so Joella, Eva, Emma, Ben, and David have already believed in who Jesus says he is. They've put their trust and hope in him and his ability to deal with that sin, that old life governed by sin, and have committed to living a new life, following Jesus all their days through the highs and lows, twists and turns of life. And so tonight they're coming to be baptized to go public with that faith in their Savior, Jesus. And so we'll see for ourselves in a moment. It's a really visual act 
uh, as they go down into the water and are baptized, it's a picture, a really clear picture of Jesus, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And they identify with Jesus and what he has done for each of them. And they die to self and they live for their rescuer. Uh, the Apostle Paul, guy who experienced his own incredible transformation from darkness into light, who then went on to tell half the known world about Jesus, he wrote this about those who were baptized. Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And this new life is full of meaning and purpose and hope. And we're not only given forgiveness and freedom and a forever home in heaven, we're given a mission, a God-given mission to communicate the good news. To communicate the good news. God created it. We broke it. Jesus fixed it. And so Joella, Eva, Emma, Ben, and David. As you respond to Jesus in obedience and following his footsteps tonight, it's a milestone moment in your journey. And as we cheer you on, and we will cheer you on, may you know the Father's pleasure. The Father's pleasure and a real fresh sense of the Holy Spirit empowering you to live for Jesus just as Jesus experienced at his baptism. And so these guys didn't want us to miss out on this tonight. And so how do we in, engage with this? How do we respond tonight? If you believe in who Jesus says he is, then maybe let these guys, their example, their lives, their baptism, speak to you, inspire you to greater trust in Jesus tonight. And if you've believed and have been baptized, and maybe reflect on your own baptism and commit to greater and deeper obedience to follow Jesus. And if you're not sure where you stand tonight, maybe God's been speaking to you for months now, weeks. He's been speaking to you this week. He's speaking to you now. Would you respond? Would you chat to someone? Would you ask a question? Would you read about him? Would you read about Jesus for yourself? Great book in the Bible book of Mark is a great starting point. If you don't have a Bible, we can sort you out with one. There's pew Bibles. Feel free. It's your gift tonight if you don't have a Bible. We want you to come face to face with Jesus. And so may we each experience Father's favor tonight as we take a step of faith in his direction. Baptism, it's about going public with your faith in Jesus.